hello my friends, uh, my name's Philip and I want to welcome you to another 633 Podcasts Bible Teaching Series, One Big Story, which is the story of God and the story of his book, the Bible, and of course, so many other stories as well. What I'm looking to do is to unpack the great overarching themes of the story in the Bible. And those themes are God and people and favour and forgiveness and family and future. So join with me as we move into this next episode together. The story of forgiveness in the Bible is not a story about how God eventually or even suddenly realised that people were going to need forgiving because they'd sinned. Not at all. Rather, it's about how God applied his forgiving nature to those people and all of those who would follow on behind Adam and Eve. And it's illustrated, of course, in, in their developing faith in God and their relationship with God and that is finally realised and fully revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me start with two really well-known Bible verses and the first one is from Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. As we cast our minds back to the previous episode, which was favour, we we know that God's desire is to show his favour, to show his love, to show his mercy and to show his grace to people, to those people who are blocked by their experience of their sin. And the only answer to that, since people cannot on their own achieve God's glorious standard of perfection, as this verse from Paul in Romans suggests, we can't reach God's standard either of perfection or of holiness. So the only answer is that he finds a way to offer to people, to us, forgiveness for sin. And so that blockage of his grace and his favour, is removed and all the blessings of heaven's kingdom become available to us, to each and every one of us. So, though Romans tells us that we've all sinned, yet God has a way and forgiveness is his way. Here's the second familiar verse from John three sixteen. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God's forgiveness comes out of his love. God so loved the world. Or if we use the words from our last episode, God's favour towards us means that he finds a way to forgive us. Forgiveness comes out of love, but it also comes through a gift, a gift from God, his son, his one and only son. Remember Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, in Luke 23. It's a gift. We didn't know, Adam and Eve didn't really know what they were doing. And so often we don't know what we're doing when we fail to reach God's standards. But God's gift is forgiveness. 
Faith, of course, requires a response. The verse in John 3.16 says, If we believe, if we trust him, we'll receive his forgiveness. And, and forgiveness then offers a reward, which is eternal life. God so loved that he gave his one and only son. So that whoever believes in him would not perish but receive everlasting life. That is good news. Now I want to say though that forgiveness in and of itself is not the good news. Not the good news that Jesus refers to when Mark uh, has these words from Jesus' mouth. This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It isn't forgiveness that's the good news in and of itself. And when Jesus says the kingdom of God is near, repent of your sins and believe the good news in Mark chapter 1. It's not that forgiveness is not good news. It is good news if you recognise your need for forgiveness. But if you're not even at that stage yet of recognising that you are a sinner and you need forgiveness, if you've not felt, if anyone has not felt that conviction of Holy Spirit that, that, that there's sin in my life, I'm, I'm not right with God and I need to be put right with God, then forgiveness is not good news at that point. The offer of forgiveness prior to us anyone realising that they need it can even become an affront to people. Perhaps even an accusation, apparent accusation of sin. People need, we need, the conviction of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives before we'll truly see forgiveness as good news. No, the good news that Jesus speaks of is the availability of God's kingdom here and now for us, for you, for me, in us, through Jesus. Repentance and faith are the doorways, as it were, the doorways into this reality of the good news of God's kingdom. In 1 John 1 verse 9 we read this, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Confession of sin, a change of mind about ourselves and about God, turning to another direction, to live in that new direction towards God. That is what repentance is really all about. And it's the knock on the door to God's kingdom. When we repent, it's the knock on the door that causes that door to open. As we believe and as we trust in Jesus, so we receive his forgiveness into our lives. And the door is opening to this whole new quality of life that God offers us. And that is good news. Let's take a look back now into the Old Testament to see how this link to God's favour is experienced by God's people Israel. The, the, the Israel that is newly released from slavery in Egypt. From Exodus 34, verse 9. Lord, if it's true that I've found favour with you, says Moses, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, listen. I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. 
I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Moses knows that God is favourable towards him and towards his people Israel. But he wants an assurance of God's understanding that his presence will be with him wherever they go on this journey. And Moses acknowledges that the people's sin is a blockage to that. It blocks them from knowing and enjoying and living in God's favour. And so he asks for forgiveness for them. In fact, he asks that they may be made a special case. See, God's response here is to make a covenant with them, an unbreakable agreement that God makes with people within which he will forgive them. That must have been mind-blowing for Moses. It must have been amazing that God would choose this group of people, this stubborn, this rebellious group of people, to make an unbreakable agreement with them, to forgive them. But God says so much more. He says to them, other nations will see how I treat you and they will be amazed. It will be a testimony, a witness to those nations of what I am like. Israel was called to reveal to the nations what God is like. Forgiveness, you see, unlocks so much more of God than simply getting sin dealt with. Though that, of course, is vital. It was for Israel and it is for us. But there is so, so much more that God wants to demonstrate about who he is and who he longs to be for us, his people. Interestingly, time and again, Israel is told that God couldn't forgive their sin. Listen in Deuteronomy 29, verse 18. I'm reading from the New International Version. Make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. When such a person hears the words of this oath and they invoke a blessing on themselves, thinking, I'll be safe, even though I persist in going my own way, they will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. The Lord will never be willing to forgive them. What's happening here? What is happening here in this verse? We're being told that God cannot forgive the sin of a people who deliberately and rebelliously turn away from him. Those who don't wish to walk with him, he will not walk with them. If you and I don't want to go God's direction, then we are free to go off on our own. But God cannot go with us and therefore his forgiveness is not available to us. But you know, Moses is someone who knows what God is like, and he speaks to God like this in Numbers 14, verse 19, from the New Living Translation again. The Lord is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love, forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion. But he does not excuse the guilty. He lays the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. In keeping with your magnificent, unfailing love, 
Please pardon the sins of this people, just as you have forgiven them ever since they left Egypt. Moses knows that God desires to forgive. But Moses also knows that what must precede forgiveness is repentance, trust and a desire to walk with God. Joshua said similar things when he was speaking to the people at the end of his life. Joshua 24 verse 19. Then Joshua warned the people, you're not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. King Solomon understood this same truth and understood that the people's hearts were crucial in this agreement of God's for God's forgiveness. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Forgiveness is available to those who turn to God, who turn to God for his help and his forgiveness and who are willing to follow God's ways and God's words. But for the people, for the people of Israel, this was a process of discovery and sometimes a painful process. It was a a truth that they needed to learn time and time and time again. And, you know, perhaps we need to learn it time and time and time again. The best thing we can do when we're tempted to run off in our own direction, the best thing we can do when we discover that is what we have done, is to turn quickly, to repent, to turn back, to acknowledge our sin and our need of God and his forgiveness. It is freely available to us through Jesus. God could offer these people forgiveness because his plan was always to send Jesus so that definitively and eternally sin would be dealt with and his desire to release his great love promises over us would be realised. And he gives a glimpse of this to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31 verse 31 from the NLT. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbours, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Here is a wonderful, glorious foretelling of what is to happen when Jesus comes to the earth, when he gives his life to death, when he rises in resurrection life, when he ascends in glory to the right hand of the Father. God releases his great love, his great favour and his forgiveness because Jesus has paid the price.
this scripture from Jeremiah truly foretells the, the impact of Jesus' life and ministry, his death and resurrection. And it speaks of this genuine internal heart and life transformation that God will bring about through Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Until Jesus comes, sin is covered over by God's forgiveness. But with the sacrificial death of Jesus, sin is fully dealt with. Remember what John the Baptist said in John chapter 1 and verse 29. He says this, he says that he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our Heavenly Father God, through Jesus, wants to lead us into a whole new covenant relationship with him. A covenant is the unbreakable agreement that God makes with us. The entrance point is repentance and confession of sin. The door opening into that new reality is his forgiveness being released into our lives to make us like Jesus, to make us holy. So we can step in to all that God has for us in his wonderful kingdom, all of his love promises available to us. He wants us to live with him in his heavenly kingdom. To live in that heavenly kingdom now, we're not just talking about when we go to heaven. We're talking about the here and now, living in the kingdom of heaven. With the intention that we become more and more like Jesus. And that, of course, includes learning to forgive like God forgives. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We pray that prayer. That Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples, his followers to pray. And we pray that we have to learn how to forgive as we have been forgiven. It's part of learning to become like Jesus. And of course, making our declaration of the good news. Jesus came declaring the good news, the good news of the kingdom come. And our declaration of the good news of the kingdom and how to enter it through repentance and faith trusting in Jesus, receiving his gift of forgiveness freely, that we might live for him ever after. That's our declaration of good news. This good news that a kingdom has come and all the love promises of God are available to people in the here and now. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 24, just before he ascended to his father, verse 46, Reading from the New Living Translation, Jesus said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of these things. And the Apostle Peter says this, in Acts 10.34, everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Peter was witnessing to the truth that Jesus had declared. Forgiveness is one of the most wonderful of God's gifts to people. It opens the door to receive his life, to receive his blessing, to receive his kindness and his love, to receive his favour. And to experience his miraculous power and grace and healing.
How will you and I respond to God's offer of forgiveness? His offer of life and wholeness and holiness. How will we respond? Let's pray together as we bring this to a close. And and, and it may be that, that you need to respond to this for the first time. You're watching this, listening to this. And for the first time, you need to respond to God's offer. Do that now as we pray. For others of us, we've done it before, but we need to come again. We realize we're not quite where we should be with God. Let's respond again to God's offer of forgiveness that we might receive his favor. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the forgiveness that you offer us through Jesus. Thank you for the forgiveness that is available to us when we acknowledge that we've sinned, when we acknowledge that we've got things wrong and we don't match your standard. And Lord, today I pray, I pray for someone that's watching or listening to this, and I pray that they've never given their life to you yet, they've never yet received your gift of forgiveness. Lord, help them to acknowledge their need of you and need to deal with what is wrong in their lives and receive your forgiveness today through Jesus and begin to live a new life in your presence, in your kingdom, a life that will bring you glory, a life that will bring them your favor and your blessing. And so, Father, release your healing into the lives of those today that need it. Those, Lord, that are struggling with with sickness, with with illness, with with depression, with anxiety, uh, with other conditions. Lord, right now, we thank you that your favor grants us your forgiveness and grants us freedom. Make us free in your kingdom to bring you glory and honor, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much for joining with me on this episode of One Big Story. The next episode will be available again on the first of the month uh, when our theme will be family. Living in God's family, being the family of God. And remember, you can connect with me on 633.co.uk to register for email updates if you'd like those. Or you can like and follow on Facebook, on Twitter. You could subscribe to the video channel on YouTube. All the information is coming up on the next screen. If you're watching the video, it can be found in the description on the podcast app if you're listening in audio. So I encourage you to stay in Matthew 6.33, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Until next time, this is Philip saying goodbye and God bless you.